wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. How many? I want to. I want to know what the tally <laughs> is between intros where one of us is singing something versus doing not a bit versus doing a bit. Just an intro. Hey, welcome back to Why Do People Like Anime? Uh, hello. A podcast uh, where two people watch a lot of anime. Those two people, me, Julie, and, and me, my John, my husband. <laughs> John. Yeah, your co-host first, husband second. Listen, we're not going to talk about last week, so don't even ask. Things happen, okay? It's <laughs> don't a, even ask. It's a fucking miracle that we got the <laughs> we got the thing running tonight. <laughs> Please respect my my privacy at this time. It's fucking. It is. Why is it so warm in here? I'm not too warm. Are you okay? Uh, I'm I'm going through menopause. Do you need to cool off? I I, I yeah. Do you need? Do you want to? Do you want to cool off a bit? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a a sip of my water and yeah, then this... i'm going to write your name in the death note <laughs> <laughs> yeah so things things have been okay we've just been weirdly busy and this the anime that we've been trying to watch we thought we could we thought we could bang it out between I hope that the, came up b- on the between all the movies yeah and uh we got just, a little too cocky it's just we just got lost in the sauce you know what i'm saying you ever watch something and you're like, I need to process, and then, and then three days go by and you're like, fuck, I have an anime podcast and now it's Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this is an anime where every episode it's like, man, I, I really need to process that. Yeah, no, we we seriously tried to think of if we could possibly put it off another day, but we can't. <laughs> yeah, we've already put it off another week. Um. But it's a big one. It is. Kind of. Is it a big one? Uh it's not a it is not like a smash hit. It's not. It's not. And we'll talk about that. Um full transparency. <laughs> so uh We're we're all about uh transparency and honesty. Full transparency. <laughs> uh my friend sent me uh Good it was friend. it was a meme and it said uh, like elitist anime. <laughs> uh, oh, it was like POV. You're an elitist anime asshole, and it was like a grid of of like paranoia agent, technolized, perfect blue, ghost in the shell, bunch of anime that I yeah. enjoy, I like. That that John's a a big fan of. Big fan of, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking watch a bunch of. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep watching these. You're like, I'm leaning into it now. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I mean, because it's like I I like everything, everything that I've seen on this. I I really like. Yeah. Like, let's see. Does that does that make you an anime elitist? Um, I'll I'll answer that in a second. But it's like Tokyo Godfathers. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, Cowboy Bebop Lane. Let's see. Yep. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Ergo Proxy. <laughs> Ergo Dev- Proxy. Devilman Crybaby. Uh Steins Gate, which you've uh mentioned. Yeah, I've been trying to, watch. to I, I keep trying to get us into Steins Gate. And then but, a bunch you know. of bunch of other stuff that people have recommended NHK the So is it just animation. the idea is like these are just like heady animes? I like, guess so. I mean Like you would only enjoy them if you liked to like sit and talk about the meaning of life for for six hours, you know, like you, if you've taken a philosophy class in college once, 
Like, what's the level here? Of, I don't know. Of elite, elitism. Am I, am I an elitist from an outside perspective? From, I, from I don't feel like that's someone like, who knows me really well. I don't feel like that's the right word. Because <laughs> elitist uh, makes it seem like you, you're, you're like I'm better than everybody else. I'm not. Like I'm like a, skilled in in a trade or something. But it's like, I feel like it's more of like a, like a sommelier, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I, like a, like if it, like I feel like you're the person if I was like John I'm really in the mood for like something like something fun but like old but like from but like horror but like not too scary you'd be like let me just like flip through my Rolodex of of uh, media and find the perfect thing right or if I'm like oh what's that movie where the girl and there's red <laughs> and you would be like oh you're talking about carrie and i'd be like yes that's it right you you have that sort of like like you're you're not functioning you're not interested in like i'm not the, i'm not closing the, the door on anybody i don't think no no but you you've done a lot of the normie shit so like let's try something else you know yeah. like let's let's john's also watching sidebar uh, John's. Oh, we, we John's, haven't talked about this. John's gonna watch um sixty horror movies. Sixty one. Sixty one. Usually we do the thirty in October. But I I'm doing. John's uh, just like starting early. I'm starting early, and I'm watching sixty one horror movies. So. Yeah. That's been that's been going good. And and we watched this thing about um, uh, uh black. It was called Black Noir. It's a. Uh, it's like Black History. In, in horror movies. In horror movies specifically. Fascinating. It's really good. Really interesting. If you have Shudder, I highly recommend it. Shudder's uh, got a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. And it it brought up movies that like I've never even heard of, but they're like huge parts of like black history and horror movies. And I'm, it's like it's like you can't help but be like, why haven't I heard about this? But um Yeah, a lot of movies kind of forgotten by um mainstream like horror media. But I, I feel like to be like Oh, you like perfect blue? That makes you an elitist. It's like, no, no. I listen. We watched Dragon Ball Z, super, super <laughs> superheroes last last time we talked on the podcast. Yeah. Like, we can appreciate high and low art. <laughs> yeah, no, I you mean, know what I mean. No, for sure. I mean, I'm probably an elitist to some extent. You're not gatekeeping it though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like gatekeeping. I, you know, my worst. Uh, so you, you want to be an elitist? No, I, it's nothing. I, it's nothing. I want to be. It's just when, when you don't have a lot of friends, or you don't have a lot of, you know, uh, uh you know. And I'm, I'm speaking mostly in high school. Okay. High school, John. You know, media and, and music and, and movies. It was kind of what I turned to and everything, and so. You know, while I kind of just look at it as like what what your time commitment is in these things. Okay. Like, I committed time where I was like, you know, digging through like music block spots mm-hmm. for like probably, you know, twenty hours a week or something like that, where it was like a major time commitment of like me finding kind of weird music and like educating myself and like listening to a lot of music mm-hmm. whereas you know other people might spend that 20 hours or whatever you know hanging with friends or, or that kind of thing mm-hmm. so i think it's just I, I think it's just a matter of like where you're kind of committing that time to and everything that makes sense and, and now that i have you know pretty um you know good social life 
you know, I, I, I can't, uh, commit as much time as I, I did in high school to some of that, but I do, I feel like I, I built up a, a kind of a base of knowledge that I've carried over on some level. Yeah. And I won't, I won't, I, I feel like you still have the interest level to, to like find the, the weird thing that you're going to like. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And that's, is, that is that picking up? Uh, <laughs> if I don't you, know. Okay, if you hear like, all right, Dale, Dale, <laughs> if you hear this, I don't think it is. All right, if if there is like a, a a the sound of a cat chomping into a cardboard box in the background, it's our cat chomping into a cardboard box. Yeah, <laughs> I will say though, like I don't think that's the only way to you know get into like you know wild media and stuff like. As I've gotten older and like, you know, made more friends and everything, it was like, you know, I just I, I got further into like hardcore. I feel like you also made friends with people who also are like you in that sense that they like spent a lot of time like it, like digging deeper into other kind of like sub subculture. Yeah, no, genre. totally. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, it's like I got to college and like I, I made friends with a lot of people who are in a like so i just look at all as like subculture stuff yeah like i and and i i put anime into that like i just think i'm into like subculture shit there's a lot of people who just aren't you know like a lot of people who are just into like really kind of you know even i mean i was i would even consider like a lot of anime like i think i think the ergo proxies and like the avon galleons mm -hmm. i think that's just a part of like subculture mm -hmm. and i think there's a big portion of anime that isn't like subculture stuff i i, I yeah. feel like that's like just like kind of like a shorthand for like alt or whatever yeah. i don't know i just i i think i'm i'm probably you're just an elitist i i, I think people <laughs> you know people would probably consider like and and it's nothing I, I i try to uh cultivate you know what i mean because i like i mean i think more than anything i like showing people shit that's true you know that's true. You you're definitely not gatekeeping it is uh the point. Uh so like is it really like this is my subculture thing and and you wouldn't you wouldn't understand it like pat pats pats on head. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would I would never want to do that. Um weird sidebar related to that. Uh so this week uh I saw <laughs> creating Rem Lazar. Oh right. The the premiere of the new uh cut of it. Uh, it, at the Alamo Draft House, and so um, they had like the original cast and stuff, and there was also um, it was hosted by like I guess the it's like a found footage uh, some kind of festival or whatever. Okay, and but it's like run by these two guys, and like they kept they kept kind of like talking about their credentials for like when they discovered it like years ago and stuff, and so and and. If you're familiar with creating Rem Lazar, you probably have found it via the Red Letter Media video on it because it's really funny and, and they're obviously very popular. Yeah. And so when Red Letter Media came up, it's like these two guys who are like in, a, in an adjacent space were like kind of, they, they took a couple like little like digs at them and stuff. You know what I mean? And it was it like, that's like, that's like, they seem like elitists where like mm. they're trying to protect their spot. They're worried about other people being in their space. Right. They seem kind of unwelcoming. 
Right. You know what I mean? And 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 like I was like, this is kind of, like these guys are kind of whack. This feeling of like, oh, you won't get it, or like you're like you you or you didn't get it. Yeah. Like the message was there, but you obviously didn't get it. It was like it was like oh, red letter media found this out way after we did. I guess I guess so. Like I'm now I'm thinking about Perfect Blue, and like if you showed it to somebody and they were like, nah, did not. Uh, oh, not then, my favorite. Then, then I'll think less of them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so like, there's that, right? Like this, this like, well, did you watch it? Like, did you did you catch the bit? No, where, I mean, you I know, mean, like, that, like this feeling of like, well, did you get it? Like, I definitely have like, isn't that crazy? I definitely have like that asshole part of me where it's like, you know, if, if then it's just like, okay, like I can't really, uh, <laughs> I can't. Um, I'm just on a. We're on different wavelengths of yeah. What we like watching, I'll, I'll put it like that. True, but this so this one is like, I I uh so we watched Dirko Proxy, all of it, <laughs> all of it, all 23 episodes, and every episode felt like a, a fucking critical theory class. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we took a a college level course. <laughs> yeah, we got this is like a four credit course. Yeah. And then we we did the spark notes afterwards. Now this is our final exam. <laughs> of please, did, you, please, did we get it? Please grade us on a curve. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but uh, I would I would level this as uh, if serial experiments lane is kind of like the top of the pyramid for me as far as like enjoyment, but also heady. Uh, this is like right underneath it. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, like, some of the other kind of cyberpunk, sci-fi-y... Like, Boogie Pop would be further down. Boogie Pop's getting a little bit lower, and, like... um, Like, I feel like there's that little section. It's not quite there on the enjoyment scale for me. Yeah. But it is certainly, like, the same level of, like, concentration required. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, This is not easy listening, this is definitely like put your put your phone away. Put we phone we did away. do something different that we haven't done. Oh yeah, watching no. other anime, which was we we turned down the lights when we watched it. We turned the lights down and and we just focused. <laughs> and it, it definitely it put me in a headspace that I've not entered in in a long time, which was I am watching this this thing. No, it was John <laughs> in in room as a teenager watching like ghost in the shell standalone complex or dot hack sign or whatever you would watch it like at night yeah so like so like my lights had to be off (laughs) you know adult swim whatever like weird ass anime was on fooly cooly uh paranoia agent i just suggested that we turn the lights down because the the show is very dark that too and uh (laughs) it actually just helps like like the contrast between the dark TV and the lights and the walls and stuff, like it's, t- it's too hard. So that's just like a a vision hack for you. <laughs> if you yeah, don't, if, if you don't if like, if you don't know if that, you have, if you have phone brain <laughs> and you're a big dummy like me, well, if your phone brain is so bad. Oh yeah, it is so. You're not even looking at anything. It is so fucking. It is like I watching this. Like I I've consciously told myself like. There's nothing that you're going to gain looking at your fucking phone. 
you versus, still pick it up every now and then. Versus watching the the you know this thing that you really want to enjoy. Yeah. Granted, it's a little uh, I it, it is like also like kind of a defeating on another level where it's like, wow, I'm, I feel good about putting my little screen away so I can watch my big screen. <laughs> you know, so there there's that level, but. Ultimately, it's like, I don't know, I, I feel like it, it is like this kind of constant battle between like, I mean, there's been like anime we've watched where it's like, it's pretty fucking obvious I was on my phone and like, <laughs> I fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I Promise missed, Neverland. <laughs> yeah, Promise Neverland was like. Never had a shot. <laughs> I, I was probably playing like fucking, I don't know. You're playing phone games or something uh, Yeah, the I was whole playing time. Genshin Impact on my, on my fucking phone. Um so there's that, but I, I, you know, I fall victim to it too. Like it's hard, it's hard because it's like this is my relaxation time, you know, my TV time. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't help but want to like, and, and it's like we're so broken brained that like we, we, it's such like a, a pleasure feedback machine. Our phones, you know, like yeah. they just like the minute that your screen lights up, you're like, is somebody talking to me? And it's like news notification. It's like a screen time notification saying you've looked at your screen for like 80 hours this week, you know? Imagine telling like, you know, 12-year-old you that like you're going to buy all your shit on your cell phone. On your flip phone. Did you see that they're trying to bring back the flip phone, but it's just a screen phone? Yeah, I don't know. I heard an ad and it was like, this is not like my granddad's <laughs> flip phone. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> this is not like my, yeah, my boomer dad's yeah. or my boomer grandpa's razor phone. Yeah, literally. Yeah. That's like in the, it was like a radio ad, which Weird. then I was like, why am I listening to the radio? <laughs> yeah. Just um, a side note. Ergo proxy. Uh, 2006. Th- this feels like the last of the heady anime. Maybe. I-, I texted that that to you, but like, I don't, you know, and I could be totally wrong. I think. I don't buy it. Well, let me, all right, let me clarify. Let's hear it. Heady anime in like the the school of like this, Lane, Boogie Pop. Okay. Paranoia Agent, Perfect Blue. This was a time Ghost frame. in the Shell. This was like a time frame where, th- like, it was like the crow. This felt like post the crow. This was like on some goth shit. This was this was like the last legs of goth. Yes. Before you, it evolved into, I don't know, something else. Before before all, like goth stuff got kind of atomized or yeah, became sort of cringy or whatever. But like, even just watching the intro of this, you're like affliction T-shirt. Yeah, it's it's not quite. It's like it's like text going really fast, but it's like affliction text. It's not like early two thousands. Florida leaves. And it's like, not like early two thousands like forum signature text. Yeah, lots of overlays. You know, bird like black and white birds on sixteen millimeter flying around. Yeah, I really wanted affliction shit when I was a kid. Bit of like a Radiohead thing going on. A big Radiohead thing thing going on because the the outro is Paranoid Android by Radiohead. Um, not in the version you'll see on Crunchyroll because obviously they wouldn't be able to afford the replay rights for it or whatever. But That's a lot of guacamole. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny Greenwood's got to fucking buy, his, uh, <laughs> buy a new sink or a new hot tub. Um, but very, uh, ra- very fitting song for... So didn't they put Radiohead into the thing and they were and then Radiohead was like They pitched it to him, Radiohead initially denied it and then I think they really 
were hammering Radiohead to approve it, and so they gave them the script and they read it, and they were like, "Okay, this is this is really good. This is cool. Yeah, we can associate." Because I'm sure they probably thought it was going to be like Naruto or. But then isn't the intro just like fake Radiohead? Yeah, intro is like fake Radiohead. It's it like, sounds like Radiohead, it's, but it's not. It's some Japanese band that sounds like a, a midpoint between like... Cult. It was like all the bands like I, I feel like in the mid-2000s were kind of like ripping up. Like everyone realized how, how good like U2 was mm-hmm. after like the, you know, the Uno Dos Tres Cajorte song. <laughs> like that got really big and like, you know, people are like, oh yeah, U2. Yeah. And then they went back to like Joshua Tree. And then they they kind of just ripped off everything they were kind of doing, like the Lincoln Park song in the Transformers movie, and then like the Thirty Seconds to Mars album after like they were all emo and stuff. So like this is kind of, this is like in like the like Coldplay what had Vita La Vida then. Okay, yeah, yeah. In that time, <laughs> in that time period, and like I think Radiohead had I don't know maybe King of Limbs or one of those. They had the one where you could like buy it online for any price. <laughs> A little bit after this. So, like, those bands were still kind of in the in the forefront or whatever. And so, like, they got yeah. they got some band, And there were also, like, a lot of bands in that time that, like, everyone kind of forgot about. Like, there was this band, like, The Bravery. Mm-hmm. And, like, a bunch of other, like... It was, it was, like, the... Also, like, I feel like maybe, like, the last... The last legs of alt-rock, too. Mm-hmm. Because soon after, like, you know... It got superseded by, like, Imagine Dragons and, like, the... Oh, yeah. The Pepsi Core stuff. so like so ergo proxy feels like the last like the last of a lot of stuff in my head and i could be wrong there might there might be like you know chiaki kanaka might have made some fucking crazy ass thing in 2010 or whatever but to my knowledge it feels like the last of like you know kind of thinking in this way because like i think by the mid-2000s like everyone had a fucking phone or Mm -hmm. everyone had like a computer we're all on the internet. We're all on MySpace. We're connected in a different way, and, and especially in a way that, like, I think maybe Japan was a little ahead of the curve in terms of, like, American telecommunications, and so, like... Yeah. Everyone was excited about it, though. Yeah. Like, this potential of the internet to, like, that, like, uh, was kind of, like, unheard of. Uh, so this sort of dystopian... Uh, it was kind of this last hurrah for this, like, classic 90s almost cyberpunk take on things thinking about robots thinking about humans as robots and and the what their purpose will be in our lives in Mm -hmm. the future and stuff yeah because i feel like it was almost like things were starting to get a little posy because like y2k kind of worked out and (laughs) you know like we lived yeah everyone was okay and then it was like okay well what what is the potential of this thing People were having fun. Yeah. Everyone's having fun out um, there. Before we like dive into the plot, uh, mm-hmm. did you, you kind of, uh, you, you sort of mentioned it, but did you like Ergo Proxy? I would say I liked it just a little bit less than yeah. the serial experience. <laughs> like, okay. So like if, if like it took me a while, it came around to it. Uh, I think with Ergo Proxy, it was diff- it was it was one that I was like, oh boy, this is a lot. And then we turned the lights down and we watched a couple episodes like that. And I was like, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I almost want to rewatch and I like, fell the, asleep. the first like six episodes. I know. And, um, yeah, this is one where like everything that happens in the late season, like totally flavors the, the, the like everything in the yeah. beginning. 
It, it made me think about storytelling. Like, this is the best way to tell a story, like, in my opinion. And it increases your rewatch value by, like, 10,000% yeah. if you don't tell the story in a linear fashion. It's, like, um, absolutely. If you reveal the things in a scatterbrained way, yes, you might lose people, but it is way more satisfying to the people that stick with it. Uh, I- at the show's heart, when we're introduced to it, it's a mystery. It's um, Riel Mayer trying to figure out why these robots are killing people. Yeah. You know, and so then the mystery, it's like a its like a spiral, but it's getting bigger. Yeah. You know, it's strong outward, and then you start, you know, learning about these robots in the world and why the world is like this big dome. To start with such like a personal, like, almost like... Tiny problem for this one character in this like insane setting, and then slowly reveal just how insane the setting is, yeah, and everything that's at play there with politics and philosophy. And like, and then it just, it just, it's just like it's huge, yeah, no, and it's especially just because, like, I think it's, um, it's, I mean, like, it's not like a new. It wasn't like a, a new trope then either. Like I think there's other media kind of like, you know, obviously, obviously like the book I Robot years ago, but then like the movie came out, which you know kind of has to deal with like a robot killing a person. Yeah. Um, the Animatrix, obviously, like the big reveal in that is that the whole all this kind of got started because a, a robot killed a human, right? And things kind of spiraled from there. So it's like you know it takes like a kind of familiar point, but it really. Um, really brings it to areas I wasn't uh you know expecting or really anticipating I guess. Yeah, you think you're on board for like kind of a robot uh singularity concept, but then it's it's way bigger than that. Dare I say too big, too many ideas and and uh I will say it I do feel like lost in the sauce a little bit. Yeah. Uh, with like how I'm supposed to be feeling towards the end of it. Um, but generally speaking, I feel like now that I know the whole story, I could go back and piece together things that had happened in the beginning that I had no idea why they were happening yeah, or who the characters were. So for sure, that's my feeling. How'd you like it? Listen, I'm in the sauce. But I'm just a big meatball swimming around. You're loving it. I'm just sopping it in. You're just soaking it I'm up. Just, just soaking it up. <laughs> I was like, "Why are you smiling?" <laughs> uh, yeah, you I, loved it. I loved ninety-five percent of it. <laughs> okay, so you loved it. <laughs> I think the the ending doesn't quite stick the landing. Uh, it's a sloppy, sloppy ending. I felt, I felt. Uh, intellectually, like I was very, it was very, uh, very satisfied, not as much emotionally, right? which, you know, isn't like a, isn't a detriment or whatever, detriment or whatever to the show. I think that the, the show isn't necessarily about like how much you like the characters or whatever. Right. You know, it, it doesn't really, um. It's like the, the moral question it's it's very much using these characters as as kind of uh you know it, it uses them to tell kind of a bigger story of um 
humanity, uh, gods, creation, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Death. Death. Rebirth. Uh, raison d'etre, a phrase repeated many times. They loved it. They they really loved raison it. Raison d'etre, which just means your purpose for living, right? Just as though that's a that's a tiny thing. What? It's a it's a huge. It's your reason. It's a huge thing. It's your raison reason for life. Let's go around the room, Julie. What's your raison d'etre? Fuck, I don't know, man. Exactly. That's, that's the point. It's it's the it's every character is on the search for why do I exist? And especially when you apply that to like a robot. Yes, or like a semi-human or a semi-robot. Yeah, because there's a lot of like I've I, I said it at the beginning, but this there's there's like robots have souls. There's like different levels of like how cognizant each robot is of of their wants and needs and desires and their soul, if you will. And then there's humans, and but then there's sort of these humans of the dome, as I'll call them, <laughs> uh, which are lesser humans than the OG... The original humans. The OG humans that uh, took off on a spaceship when the planet was destroyed. Which is information you do not get... At all. At all until... Until the very end. A very bizarre <laughs> game show episode. Right, yeah. In, in like the, the most fucked up, the most like incredible exposition dump episode I've ever seen in 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 my life. Yeah, any media I've never I've captivated. Nev- I've never seen exposition like the the Who Wants to Be in Jeopardy episode. I was about to say that, that it's called Who Wants to Be in Jeopardy, and it's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire mixed with Jeopardy. It is. It is the. I I will say that. It is probably one of the single greatest episodes of <laughs> anime I've seen. It is wild. It is so good. And you have no it comes out of nowhere and you have no idea what's going on. And it it has one of the creepiest like kind of cut moments where There yeah. You realize that there are sinister forces at play. It it introduces a character in like the creepiest way ever. Mm-hmm. And it just drops it and then oh, you, burned into my mind. And you don't see that character until like the end of the show. You're like, uh, excuse me, what happened to who? Who is that? Like, who oh, is who is that with the same name? It, the yes, and the the real f- like fuck you is the episode immediately after that is they're stuck. Yeah. So there's this intense like crazy mind fuck Jeopardy episode, and then and then they they. They're, they they basically get like shipwrecked, and it's all about them just being bored for like the whole episode. Yeah, like waiting for time to pass. It really the show really fucks with your uh, like your dopamine, <laughs> your brain. <laughs> like it's it's just like like a real a real kind of ebbs and flows of like you know intensity, and then and then like kind of nothing, and then uh questioning and then action it does so much and then it hits you with something that just like uh, is very unsettling out of nowhere too so what's like the what's like the one like the the par- the paragraph long <laughs> so uh riel the, the main character's name is riel r e dash l riel 
Real. Real. Very, very. That's what we're going to name our daughter, we decided. Real. Um, Real Meyer is the regents. I guess she's like head of security. Something like that. I there's there's gonna be details I forget. She's she's the daughter of some important figure in this granddaughter dome dome society. You like how I I was like I'm gonna forget some stuff and then I immediately, immediately corrected you. Like, you uh, actually, she's the granddaughter. Sorry, that was that was really shitty of me. She looks exactly like the Evanescence cover. Okay, she's got the blue eyeshadow. Blue eyeshadow. She's she's always had, looking good. Had to be intentional, right? I mean, there's there's kind of no way. Let's create like the ultimate goth girl fantasy. I think I think you should start wearing blue no. eyeshadow at all times. <laughs> um, <laughs> she has to find out why these robots are killing are infected with the coquito virus. Coquito. Coquito virus. Yep. And killing people. She meets uh, Vincent Law. Yep. Who's a sad sack. He's a, an immigrant to the te- to the dome, right? Yeah, and uh, looking f- to to gain uh, citizenship status. Uh, they they have like a the, like a name for it, a lawful citizen or something. Yeah, like they're always like, "Thank you for being a tr- true patriot" or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it's very like uh, a word to it. Um, the but he enters the dome as an immigrant, and then there is an attack that takes place. Uh, some kind of like demon entity is how it how it looks. Uh, yeah, attacks uh, Vincent, right? Uh, who who is obviously infatuated with Riel, and she's got kind of like an eye to him too, and they don't really understand why. Uh, but. This thing attacks uh, Vincent. Okay, you gotta help me. <laughs> yeah, he gets. It's like a. There's an infected auto rave that he's like. He's he's the one tasked with like destroying the infected auto raves. Right. Like basically like a trash man. Okay. Yes. And so he gets attacked by an infected auto rave, I believe. The auto raves are like lowest robots, like robots with no soul. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas. Uh, there's like auto raves, which I would just define as like machines. And then there's auto raves infected with the cojito virus. And the cojito virus basically gives them sort of like a conscience. Okay. That's like robots that have hit the singularity. Uh, and they're like aware. Yeah. They've, they've gained an awareness and an opinion. Um, then there's... There's um, the entourages. The entourage, yeah, thank you. There's which is like kind of for the rich people. Companion robots, yeah. Uh, which can uh, are sort of auto raves, but they could also get infected with the Kihito virus. Right. Like Riel has an an entourage named Iggy at the beginning, who just is kind of tasked with following her around. It's like her sidekick. Yeah, but yeah. I think he's also kind of like. Watching her. Watching her. Um, so keeping an eye. So this big monster attacks Riel. Uh, Vincent's body is like uh, he's like unconscious near the scene of the crime. Right. So he's suspect number one. They're like, "What were you doing?" Passed out, and uh, and um, a mother and a, a baby were also 
yeah. victims of this attack. And of course they were they were uh what's his names? Oh, uh Raul. Raul, who is sort of like another like up and up in the society yeah, head I, of security. Yeah, I would he's say. he's the head of security, I think, for everything. So he's like kind of the so there's like the shadow regent who's living in the basement <laughs> with his fucking philosopher robots, right? That take the the form of Deidre of, of Greek gods. No, of uh, yeah, they look like Greek gods, but they're like inha- they each inhabit a different philosopher. Yeah, like they're that philosopher's like opinion on stuff. I, aside from Deidre, I forget the other three. Okay, if this sounds complicated, it's fucking because it is. is. <laughs> um, the short of it. Uh, this is the short of it. <laughs> yeah, Vincent is is uh, suspect number one. Suspect number one. He has to get out of the city. Uh, he follows like the I think the Autorave escape route. Tries to kill himself. Yeah, doesn't work. Ejected. Uh, wakes up in like the wastelands with like where all the other rejects are, and with a companion uh, Autorave that's infected with the Kihito virus named Pino. Pino, and she's like a little girl. Yep. And uh, she's followed him on this journey to the wasteland. And so he's trying to figure out what it like. Which is the moment you realize that they were living in a dome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They go out to the wasteland where everything is destroyed. Yes. It, we are not in a cyberpunk future. I mean, we are, but we're. we're dystopian. Dystopian future. You're like, oh, the oh, apocalypse this is This happened. is dystopia punk. Yeah, yeah. Not only uh, has has uh, the singularity happened, and that's like a huge issue for humans, but uh, we've also had to uh, trap ourselves in a in a geodesic dome to to survive yeah. this like wasteland of hazardous gas and chemicals. But it's, then there's people outside, right? So then we're like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, this is this is. Um, this is the giver all over again. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's it's very uh it's very giver or yeah. so and so once uh Vincent tries to kill himself, the story becomes him disc- him trying to figure out why are all these people around me dying? Yeah. Why why do I feel like I'm the angel of death? <laughs> and it's it's him uh discovering that he is not what he thinks he is, that his memories are he he basically can't remember who he was before the dome. <laughs> before, before he, he emi- came to the dome, um, so that's a problem. <laughs> and then Riel is is tailing him, trying to find out what his deal is, because all signs are kind of pointing to him being uh, a very suspicious figure in all this. But she's also like, she's interested in following him, you know. Uh, I think she's she's got sort of like a she's got that sort of goth girl uh, Cindere, uh yeah so she's not like obvious about it she's not like I have to go follow Vincent oh my god it's like hmm. it's like I'm I I need to go do this because it's my duty but also like I, I, yeah. I, I this is she she's very like disenchanted by her whole existence in the dome anyways. Like she's like life is pointless, things are boring. It's really in her in her bag, in her sure. feelings, as the as the kids might as say. The kids might say. So she's Yolo. like, she's like, why not go on this cool adventure? Yeah, I think. So I mean, the story from there is basically uh, 
whole lot of fucking insanity. I would I would say that every episode once Vincent is out in the wasteland trying to figure out why he transforms into this thing, which it, you know, the story kind of reveals that yeah, he he was the he was the monster that attacked Riel. And that monster is Spoilers. called Yeah. <laughs> and that monster is called a proxy. Yes, so then but wait. there's this other level which is revealed as like the proxies and then the world gets a little bigger, right? What are the proxies? Like what are their purpose here? Uh there's D- Daedalus is like in some weird like uh he's a scientist trying to figure chamber out chamber yeah <laughs> womb situation and they've got the the uh proxy that attacked Vincent in the beginning uh in in chains basically or they're doing experiments you know, on doing it. experiments uh and i think i think it slowly pieces together the fact that the proxies are essential to life in the domes they definitely yeah it's it's uh for some reason <clears throat> once once Vincent kind of explores some of the other domes it becomes clear that every dome has a proxy yeah um he starts meeting the proxies yeah. right and some of them kind of clue him in on like what was happening you know like w- who he is on some level um he's like rescued like they're in like this prison for a bit and then he gets in a fight with his one proxy is saved by another one and that one takes him to like his dome basically mm-hmm. and kind of lets him know that you know he has like this past where like he betrayed people and that kind of thing and it's basically out to kill him so like you you kind of get like the pieces of like you know but then they they go to the, the like another dome where it's like there's like no evidence of civilization except for the stores and like everything. I think that episode was like the weirdest for me besides the Jeopardy one um, and the Disney World one. <laughs> but initially I was like, okay, what's going on here? It was, yeah. was there was this like duplicate duplicate episode where there was another Vincent and another Riel and they it was like slowly they were just like getting further and further away from each other and to the point where you as the viewer are like, okay, is that the real one or is that the, yeah. the real one? <laughs> oh, you know? oh, 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 Which is like, a, a, you're watching it and you're like, you're like, oh God, is that the real Vincent or is it the the, the other Vincent? The proxy proxy? Yeah. Every, every, I, I, I will give the show a, a uh, boatload of credit yeah. Every dome is so weird and so different that it kind of, it, it like really, that's when like the, sh- I feel like once Vincent gets out of uh, uh, Rondo, the, yeah. the original, the, the original dome and starts like exploring these other worlds. Like that's really, I think like when the show kind of gets its juice <laughs> of like, well, cause like, here's the other thing is like, they're gonna, they're on the airship and they're like going along and then it's like end of episode, next episode, they're in some weird there's supermarket. N- there's no explanation for like how they got there. It it it, do- it is not like abundantly clear that it, 
they've entered into a dome. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and there's and there's like no because sometimes they the structures don't exist anymore because they've been destroyed in some way. Yeah, or they're just like so weirdly different. This is us. This is us taking educa- educated uh, inferences from the episodes. Where like there's nowhere in the show that it tells you this dome is game show world. No, maybe a little just bit. Starts where like. <laughs> It's like wow, there's there's satellites in the air broadcasting. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but there's like no information that like they're in a dome. You have to like kind of come to that conclusion and like figure out that like, okay, this dome's proxy, their power is like game show reality. Or like this 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 dome's proxy is uh, Walt Disney. <laughs> Walt Disney World. Or like, uh is is um copycatting yeah so that they don't like each proxy has their own desires for what they would want their little world to be and on top of that there's the failures of them making that world yeah right something something inevitably goes wrong in that world or almost as if proxies were made to be imperfect (laughs) yeah that their creations would not be perfect so it's revealed like in rondo the big problem is that all the humans can't reproduce with each other right yeah so like even though they've made what seems to be like a pretty okay this like uh like recognizable normal society uh uh they still have to rely on the proxies to to make humans to make more humans in the, and the so it's not this like natural cycle of reproduction and and growth yeah the auto raves are are sort of like their their proxies yeah. for you know children or uh lovers that kind of thing like what's the guy's name raul yeah it's it's like he had a a, a wife and a daughter but they weren't really his wife and daughter, and then he used Pino as a kind of like stand-in, basically, yeah. as a as like a and, and her role is to be a companion to him, right? And then even she like abandons him to follow Vincent. Every robot eventually abandons its owner. It seems like it's it's a it's a utopian setup that doesn't work because utopia is inherently dystopian yeah yeah you can't uh what's what's the point of life if you can't reproduce right <laughs> i mean it's just like it's just like not a viable system it does to continue it, it casts a lot of uh yeah like when you when you see the people of rondo it's like and you don't see a you don't see a lot of them either no. When you see like the general populace, it's like very brief shots and it's like the way it's kind of delivered is like this it's like a like a gauze over everybody. Like you can't really see what's happening. Like it's still populated, but whereas some of these other uh domes have been sort of either gone extinct basically or failed or or self destructed. Or uh, have completely devolved into something silly, like the, stupid, like the Disney episode. Yeah, like uh, in the I, in in the 
the Disney episode. Let's just talk about it. Pino has kind of like a dream connection to the to the Disney world. It's not Disney, but it's like all of a sudden Pino's hanging out with. Also, she wakes up in Tom in and a, Jerry in basically a, in a sewer where these big cartoon characters are like, "Hey there!" There's literally like a cat, a dog, and a cricket, like Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and they're trying to explain to her like, and I think so. Okay, this is what I think it was. I think the idea was. We're going to create like a cartoon universe where everyone will always be happy because we're just going to make happy things and there's just going to be happy, happy, happy stuff everywhere, right? And maybe there's like, there's the humans, but then there's all these cartoons to to make them happy and we're, and right. we're going to live in an amusement park and uh, we can all sit and watch the, the movies together. But uh, that obviously doesn't work because... It's a false happiness. There's no real. Uh, well, there's just no balance to yeah. that, right? If you're if you're op- always operating at a ten, it's it's not sustainable to like keep operating that way. So when yeah. Pino shows up and she's actually genuinely happy, they're like, "What's your deal?" <laughs> yeah, like it, it challenges their uh, level of happiness, their reality. Yeah, um, and then you you kind of find out that the proxy is. Like literally Walt Disney, and there's all these like shots kind of leading up to his reveal where it's like him animating stuff. And the whole episode, it's like it's like also like the merging between like Western and and East uh Japanese animation, where it's like you have like the kind of classical like Disney or like Warner Brothers, Hanna Barbera, like big goofy characters like next to Pino, who is like the who is like the most anime character on the show. Like she's like it's you know her robot features kind of accentuate like this anime characterness of like she's got the big bubbly eyes, big bubbly eyes, and like you know pink hair and all of that. So it's like you know it's an interesting visual kind of setup between Pino and then like these these cartoon characters essentially. Yeah, I think there's one shot where it's just like almost live action of like somebody like erasing the cricket like line drawing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. I was like, oh, I don't like that. There's also... <laughs> um, Bugs me. There's also, like, you know, another really creepy moment where, like, the, the the cricket's, like, explaining to Pino some stuff while, like, the uh, the other two, like, the Tom and Jerry are, like, writing something. And, it's, and they're writing, help me, please get us out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, really fevered. Yeah, like, like chicken scratch almost. Yeah, and it's, like, really creepy and then... Soft pudding. Yeah. Is this a is this a scary show? Uh, it's got that sort of psychological horror element to it in in some capacity. Yeah, there there were a few times where it was a little creepy, but like there was definitely like moments where I was like, nope, don't like that. Like like don't like don't like that idea or like image or yeah. Uh, just just the casualness of of certain things happening so like in the in the game show episode there's this question of like of uh who is proxy one well he's like it's like he's trying to guess who the all the clues are about right and so he guesses you know it's like they always wear black yeah they're always standoffish they're always crying they all like you know this and that and then it's like 
you know, he guesses himself, ergo proxy. Yeah. And then like, wrong. The answer is proxy one. And it's just this like really dark uh, figure that looks kind of like Vincent, like in his proxy form and combined, like it's kind of like a mashup of Vincent and uh, ergo proxy looking very sinister but like you can't see their face he's looking in just dark features and like it's like really s- fucked up and it's like silent yeah and it just holds on that for a minute like so you can look at it <laughs> it's just like and then it just stop. moves on to like more game show stuff <laughs> yeah and then never brought up again so yeah. then there's this question like okay well what the fuck is proxy one like <laughs> yeah yeah uh so vincent and Riel and Pino are all on the airship to, um, I forget the name of the, sort of his birthplace is what they figured out. Yeah. And once they get there, it is destroyed. Uh, but he's got this sort of pendant key thing, and that gives him access to this, another like room covered in memories that were preserved by this robot called amnesia which i loved as a character yeah which has a a short and untimely you know demise of the hands of uh mr a one ergo proxy no i think it's it's proxy one isn't it oh yeah so there's this weird time jump too so you know try to keep up here it's like it's like they're arriving at the place where amnesia has been destroyed, but then you're also seeing amnesia speaking to somebody who you think is Vincent, but it's not. It's Proxy One who has come to destroy amnesia, who has been tasked with remembering uh, everything about Ergo Proxy before Ergo Proxy became Vincent Law. So while the memories are written on the wall, they're kind of indecipherable, and now the robot uh, amnesia is also destroyed, right? That is what I think happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they do know that there is this different type of writing on the wall that says awakening, right? That has was all, and Riel, Riel is like, Oh, that was I saw that when I was attacked by the proxy in episode one. Let's go back to Rondo. Let's go back. <laughs> so they go back. <laughs> uh, so they go back. The city is self-destructing, essentially. Uh, yes. Oh, I hate that. I hated that. Our 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 Siri just talked to us about self-destructing. <laughs> Do not like it. This is like this is like the most like unsettled I've been in an episode. <laughs> I feel like I keep creeping myself out. Yeah, yeah. I need to, I need to... here. We're we're here. Okay, John yeah. and I are gonna hold hands for the rest of this. Um Yeah. They go back. There's uh, a lot of problems going on in the dome uh raul is starting to lose it for starters yeah he's he's not handled uh being in control of the city too well he he's losing his I think he's, fake family i think he started to realize what's really going on here and that 
And here's what's really going on, which, by the way, I'd look it up. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like you would have looked it up, too, if you watched it without listening to this. Okay. There, the Ark had left the Ark, the Ark, I can't remember it's called the Ark, the original spaceship, Boomerang Project. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, you know that meme of the guy uh, on Ancient Aliens? That's how I'm feeling right now, Very, trying yeah. to explain this. Uh, the original humans took off in a spaceship and they, they Earth, said- Earth was uninhabitable. It was destroyed methane by war. Methane gas or something. Yeah. And they take off in a spaceship and they task 300 proxies to rebuild civilization while they're away. And it takes a bit longer than they thought it would, but the proxies build these domes and they create human life and they start rebuilding in these domes. But the point- the point was not to rebuild life in two different places. The point was they they built the proxies to fail, basically. They, it's like the proxies it, were imperfect creations to start with. And Proxy 1 realized that about, about everything, right? Proxy 1 was like, Oh, so I'm just I just made all this stuff. I just made all this life and and we built this whole beautiful dome for you to come back to and then we're we're all going to get wiped out and 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 you made us allergic to the sun. Yeah. So we're like vampires, we're going to die in the sunlight once the sky clears. So like there's no chance for us either. So not only are all the people inside the domes supposed to die, but the proxies are supposed to die too and then everyone's supposed to come back to earth. And be like, and oh, just, oh, just cool. Like, Let me just jump, slip jump right back, back into, in, the into this house that this person made. Yeah, exactly. Which is fucked up. <laughs> I like the I like the line. We're supposed to be gods for a godless world. Yes. So ergo, so ergo, uh, no, no. So proxy one, uh, with Monstad, who we haven't even talked about. Monstad is the proxy that attacked him in the beginning. I think she's proxy 13. And they, they've come together to create proxy, ergo proxy, yeah. which is Vincent. And he's the angel of death. <laughs> yeah. Monstad uh, is the, uh, is like the embodiment of, of like light, angelic. Yes. And, and Monstad is, is the one that's sort of giving birth to all of this. This is what I mean. Like, too many ideas. Too many ideas. It's too complicated. Yeah. It's too complicated. Mondstadt being the one that gives... that It's like uh, Daedalus decides to make another Riel because Riel has left and has served him and has like not been the version that he wanted her to be. So he made another one and then she ended up... And he calls her real real r-e-a-l this time yeah but she's sort of inhabited the spirit of monstat and all that she wants to do is see vincent and he's like he's like i can't win with this this girl you know it's not in a romantic way it's in a possessive way i think it, it appears on the surface to be romantic but he all he cares about is like having ownership over over her over a woman. Yeah. But specific he's he's made Riel as a specific woman for him to to care for him and and Did he like. did he create Riel or did he just create well, the second Riel? I think he works in the in the womb 
uh I think I operating room. <laughs> I thought uh I th- I think he just uh grew very attached to Riel. Well, Riel is born in the the tubes. Right. Okay. Everyone's born in the tubes. So that's what I mean by like Okay, is that even like a a human with a soul? So th- I think the question is like Yeah, if we're if we're created the same way robots are. It basically, yeah. right? Then who's to say that we have the like humans have the soul, but then Vincent doesn't have the soul, or Proxy doesn't have a soul, right? Or does is Vincent the only one with a soul? Because the two proxies of Monad and Proxy One decided, okay, we will allow this proxy to be a human. They've they created a different type of creation, not humans, but a different, but another proxy. Yeah. What do you think the show is about? <laughs> um I mean, I think the show's about kind of you know, the parallels between like I think I think it's all about uh what is God and what does that mean in terms of God and creating human life and sort of like you know, what is the truth behind all of that in the sense that like if we are as humans and we create robots does that make us god yeah. does that um do we ascend into like a godhood because the the original humans are sort of like treated like like godlike beings by the well they keep calling them the, the creators creator. yeah right so like and and they're just other humans on a ship in space basically and they they're like we can't wait for the creators to come back it gets super biblical at the end I mean, the last shot is like uh, Vincent looking up to the sky as like the the ships are kind of descending. Yeah, it's like the it's like Michael versus the what should we call it? Oh yeah, right. Totally. It's like the it's like the prelude to that. And they they've got Riel sprouts wings and she starts flying towards the sun. Well, the, yeah, the new Riel sprouts wings is trying to convince. Uh, Vincent as Ergo Proxy to ascend with him and or ascend with her and leave behind all the humans. Yeah, basically choose the 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 righteous godhood. Path. Yeah, and he he says no. I re-, he's he's saying I reject godhood and I want to be with the humans. I just want to be a, be a man. I want it, it's okay <laughs> that I have to suffer and deal with human sadness and all that stuff and not have godhood. Yeah. None of the other proxies can reject their own godhood to some degree. Like it is all, none of them wanted to become human. All of them, whether it's like the obvious of like the proxy that rescues him and and created like a simulation world and is just like kind of drinking wine and like looking down on others to like Walt Disney (laughs) to the one in the cave who kind of just like, I don't know, let everything just become an overgrown mess. Right. Um, he's the only proxy to, to reject the, the, the godhood and decide to become a human. Right. And thus he has to fight off. I, I feel like it's implied that like he will have to fight off the returning humans. Yeah, I feel, and it, maybe they set it up a little bit to be like that, but I don't know. Is there a season two of this? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> that's not surprising. Um, 
I think it's there's there's a couple things going on. It's 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 about like deciding who you are. Uh the question of where did we come from and and uh what is our purpose here but then does that even matter if you knew what your purpose like what you were designed for would you still want to would you want to actually do that purpose or would you want to have free will and decide whether or not to to do the thing that you were created for um so there's lots of questions on of fate there's a, a tons and tons of philosophical uh queries just thrown at you as the viewer um throughout the show there's early on queries from the doctor that picks up vincent to the greek god statues in the in um, rondo to pino even throws them at you every now and then uh questions about her sort of purpose and place in the world uh it's a thinker (laughs) i mean it's like it's like the show keeps asking characters and i would say the viewer what is your raison (laughs) d'etre it is like a constant uh constant question that is being raised but then but then does that even matter and uh is it something that you've chosen for yourself or is it something that was assigned to you as though you're a robot there's is there's a great moment where iggy uh riel's companion uh entourage robot who's been kind of like following them around uh gets infected with the cojito virus which Kohito, it's it's. I think therefore I am. Yeah. Okay. In whatever language, there's a. It's derived from I think therefore I am. Uh, so Iggy gets infected with the Kohito virus, and then Kohito ergo sum. There you go. Thank you. And uh, ergo, ergo sum. Wow. It's all. It, this is what I mean. Like whoever made this was on one, <laughs> I think. But but so so Iggy Iggy realizes kind of like snaps at at Riel and is like, "I've been such a good friend to you, and and you were a bitch to me." <laughs> and, and he's just been like, "Hey sister, like let's go hang out at the mall." Like, uh, so he has this like auditory switch, but then like you know, yeah, uh. A shift in his position as well once he realizes his sort of place but then he can't let go of his purpose to protect her at the same time because in a weird way that's what he's decided that's his raison d'etre yeah. you know like that's his point here like his point is to protect her at all costs even though he becomes aware of his sort of dissatisfaction with <laughs> with her way of doing things and his treatment <laughs> yeah as a as a friend <laughs> he sees the limits of the coding of a tv sidekick robot yeah, yeah it's wild it is a it is a wild show and i i recommend if you um if you live on Planet Freaker like me and Julie, <laughs> you check it out. Turn the it lights out. off. Turn the Put lights your phone off. Away. Lock your phone. Lock your phone up. 
and just like kind of I don't know think think about some stuff for uh, a, a, a an hour a night. But don't get too lost in the sauce. Unless you're unless you're a big meatball. How many like times me. will I say that <laughs> this episode? Well, I mean, let's not ask it. Let's just leave it there. Unless you wanted to ask. No, we got it. We got to ask Julie. All right, go ahead. Julie, why do people like Ergo Proxy? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think people like Ergo Proxy? Um, no, I'll answer. I'm sorry. It's uh, I think it's like um, it's the the last sort of piece to this sort of generation of of kind of goth media before things kind of switched over. It's kind of a it fits into like the time period of of what people wanted to see and then uh you know leans in i think it leans into it like as far as you can basically uh so it it, it is kind of like ghost in the shell on steroids or you know serial experiments lane with the zombie twist you know like <laughs> or whatever uh, I think if you Ava like with smaller robots, yeah, Ava with smaller robot, whatever you want to call it, it's 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 uh it's for that type of person. It's for the the freakers in the audience. It also looks really fucking good. I it don't does know look if, good. I don't know if we've mentioned that enough, but like the first episode, it's like you know, it has it has the universal intro. Same with Serial Experiments Lane. God bless. God bless. I don't think I've seen a bad anime that has a universal intro. Um, yeah, you can tell that a lot of time went into this, but, both yeah. like aesthetically and with the story and and the sound, and that, that the creators really cared about it being the way that it should be. You know, yeah, the creators. This this felt like uh, John. This felt like the what like Technolize was trying to do. Sure. Um. Like it feels like the ultimate. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I think people like this because it's it's. Uh, John, why do people like uh, Ergo Proxy? Er, people <laughs> like Ergo Proxy because uh, they saw the hot girl with the blue eye shadow, and they decided to stick around for the the wild ex- ride existentialism <laughs> and exploration of religion on human. And they, the their psyche. philosophy class at uh, Hunter College. Uh, <laughs> or whatever uh what's like a i don't know what penn state <laughs> yeah uh didn't quite cut it for them and uh jockey this would be a listen i would love to teach a a, a class entirely about ergo proxy sure you man. probably fucking could like you probably could even galleon class in uh in college you could call it dystopias in Jap in uh, in anime, yeah. Anime dystopias, yeah. An exploration. Um, I don't. I I think this I'm is singularity. This is so dedicated to its uh, I think philosophical principles and sort of desire to kind of explore some of those ideas in a way that, um, in a way that doesn't feel like you know, it feels like a lot of like research and care went into this like you know i well I, you can't bullshit something like yeah this. It's, it's not like they're not like bullshitting it doesn't feel like you can't just not know <laughs> you know like you, you can't just not have an opinion there's something I, I really don't like in in media which is like the fake uh 
when when people are like trying to make fun of like the art world or whatever and it's like a fake art show yeah or like you know and it's like artists like kind of bullshitting about something and it's like it's very clear that the people doing it don't actually they're not actually a part of those communities in any sense like like they have no idea yeah like like velvet buzzsaw or uh candy like the new candy man mm-hmm. those both kind of like i don't know they try and do it but like they're not they're not intellectually invested in like i don't know the arts in any sense right um i would say everyone involved in this is is very intellectually involved in the arts and uh wants to ask a lot of questions and stuff like they've read nietzsche, nietzsche. they've read they've read nietzsche but they've gone beyond and they've read carl young other philosophers in the in the field um there's an uh one one other observation before we uh cut this uh before we stop uh you can't have a heady cyberpunk anime without a weird amusement park episode (laughs) yeah why is that i think it's i think it's tied to this sort of like um the theory of like how do you be happy all the time uh, well, it's it's like the ultimate physical embodiment of like escapism fantasy. Yeah, I like the I like the the childish uh, impulse or urge to to do the things that make you the happiest, and like yeah. isn't that just encapsulated by a theme park where nothing could go wrong and everything is everything is fun and perfect? I mean, it makes sense, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Thank you for coming to our lecture. <laughs> uh, well, next week we're gonna try and maybe watch something stupid. I don't know. Hey, it's finally my pick. It is. What are you gonna um, pick? I'm gonna pick something so heady. You you don't even know. We're gonna we're, we're just gonna straight. You up thought like... this was heady? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going deep, deep. What's like the What's like the most? I guess Dragon Ball Z is like the meathead. It is like it is like Dragon Ball Z to this is like such a fucking. I feel like I got whiplash watching this after. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z. But I mean, listen, I I enjoyed both very much. One Wait, There's something to be gained from both of these. Is one is is an intellectual pleasure greater than uh I don't know, uh a lizard brain pleasure? Hard yes. to, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> probably, but As an elitist, I would say, mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know. Dragon Ball Z is is like a billion dollar franchise. Ergo Proxy has no merch. Yeah, which almost lost the time. Well, yeah, I would say this is probably a, a lot. It's like doesn't have like the the cult following. The cult following that like Lane or Avon Galleon got. So yeah. Listen, if you enjoyed listening to us blabber on for like a good amount of time good amount of time uh consider dropping us that five star rating on itunes or spotify or your podcast provider of your choice follow us on instagram at why do people like anime and uh let us know what you thought of ergo proxy and if we we missed something because lord knows we probably we probably did did. i I feel like tell us why you liked it tell us why you didn't like it Tell us why I'm an elitist. Tell us what to watch next. Uh, you can email us at why do people like anime at gmail.com. The show is produced by us. two goofballs. <laughs> John and Julie. Actually, just you. You're the producer. I've produced it. Um, 
and I'll continue to do that. And we're gonna just keep 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 on keeping on. Keep on rolling, baby. And uh, you know thanks for hanging in. You Next week, more anime. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>